Welcome back to System and Distribute, the podcast where we accidentally mute our co-hosts. This is Brent. I think there's a delay. <laughs> Jason's on a delay, apparently, and I'm Peyton. <laughs> well, I think I heard myself out of your speaker, Peyton, so I'm wondering what? if we're both not delayed or something. But, like, you and I, we have similar latency. I mean, just to be clear, I intentionally didn't say my intro until... There was a delay. Just no, I, queer? I, I, oh, maybe. What? 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 No, I mean, like, what? I, I intentionally what? put a delay in the what? intro. Uh, well, I'm losing packets. I think there apparently. is a delay. I'm oh my god. 137 packets. Oh, not... the, the internet is absolute trash. <laughs> the internet was a mistake. Ted Stevens is a fucking The internet idiot. is trash. Yeah, I, man, so... It's a series of two. So we're recording on Monday night tonight, and about an hour later Monday. than it should be, because I okay, did not wake you're up. Really it's just me and Jayton who are losing shit. Yeah, because I didn't wake up until like 9.30, and we were scheduled <laughs> to start at 9, and because I only got like three hours of sleep last night. So I've been off, and it's just been a, a miserable day for me. So I was taking a nap, and I had my alarm set, but I slept through my alarm. And, and phone calls. Yeah, and like five and phone, phone calls. calls. But to be fair, that was because I, I had my phone calls like on vibrate. So to be fair, the Ooh, last Jayton one has an IP six. The last one did wake me up. To be fair, but you know that was okay. So I should have called you more. Yeah, yeah, okay, call me like ten times maybe. <laughs> I listen. I'll thank call you goodness 100. I have my phone in my pocket. But thank goodness. Yeah, because otherwise, goodness, yeah. otherwise we would not probably be recording at all tonight. It's already an hour late. What the fuck? I keep hearing echoes. I was hearing them earlier. You know what? What? I'm hearing him now. Hold on. It's gotta be, it's gotta be J-Thon. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I just, I, I, okay, uh-huh. so full disclosure, uh-huh. I'm in my new house. I don't uh-huh. have my real setup uh-huh. here, so I just grab stuff. I grabbed a pair of headphones. Uh-huh. They're open back headphones. Oh. Well, we, that's not oh, something we can pick and... Womp, yeah. womp. Just, uh... We'll deal with it. Yeah. Ba- it's fine. Sit, I'll just mute yeah, my just mic. Sit, we'll sit back from your mic a bit. And it, it'll probably... Yeah, I'll just, just mute myself when I'm not talking. In what, mumble? Because that won't do check shit. No, no, no. My, my hardware mic. Uh, my, uh, my hardware mic. All right. I mean, if you're if you're going to remember to turn yourself okay. back on... We might have... I mean, we're going to... I do this, I do this okay. all the time. Okay. So, I'll just... Okay. I'm going to mute myself. Okay. Do you? But, are, do you, do you, but during dance? Because it's, it's very fast-paced, Yeah, dance. You got to... I'm a very quick muter <laughs> and unmuter. You know, we could hear like a chunk every time you mute and unmute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, well, that's not going to work either. <laughs> that's all right. How do I just do a mute in Audacity? Uh, so that even if you can hear it in Mumble, it's not in the. There's probably an easy way. I have no idea what that way would be. We should not do the easy way, we should do the hard way, whatever it does. Should we? We should. The hard way. No. Well, you probably see that in the in the help, the manual or like the quick help or something. But I wouldn't he worry about manuals. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the manual. Let me just go print out my audacity. I mean, manual. it's like it, guys, it's like the twentieth episode of twenty-two episode season. <laughs> the last of which is a sh- this is literally the second to last real episode we have of the entire show. So we we are just gonna phone this one in. So we're so phoning my it phone, in. and I'm throwing it at you. There you go. That's the best you're gonna get tonight. Okay. <laughs> What what there was actually like a, a, a thunk. What happened? What did you thought? Never mind. I don't want to fuck this yeah. up. So we're, we're we're phoning it in. We are. Because we've stopped caring. But we, we have that's not true. Caring. I'm doing it for the fans. So 
We don't care tonight. I don't know. We, we well, don't no, we tonight. do. Maybe. Maybe. Oh my god, that is really loud. Isn't I don't it? know, guys. My handler. <laughs> it is, it is pretty noticeable. You hear it on your end. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, guys. My handler account has been disabled. Your your what, what account? My ham alert account has been deleted. What do I do now? Your ham alert? My oh, the other thing I could do is turn you guys down. I could. Oh yeah, I guess so. Could do. You could totally do that. Yeah. Sure. Why not? So what are you drinking? So speaking of, well, no, no, no. Speaking of tonight, we'll be talking more in depth about Linux tonight, in a Windows environment. Tonight. Specifically, Whoa. kind of as it deals with Samba, because we did briefly mention how to get a Linux machine working in a Windows domain before, an Active Directory. But we didn't really go into some details about some tricky stuff that you may need to consider. If you have to do this, I'm very sorry for you, first of all. If you have to do this, you have to live, you have to use a Windows machine to maintain a Linux environment. Linux environment. I'm very sorry for you. And Well, you know, it, it doesn't maintain it so much as just... Add authorized users. Okay, you know well, I mean? I mean, sure. But if you have to use Windows to do that, again, I'm very sorry for you. Sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. So we'll be talking about that. Yeah, so what are you guys drinking? I'm drinking water. Mm. Agua. The juice of life. Literally, the, the, fuel, the fuel of our bodies. Water. Yeah, yeah. Although it does kill you. Isn't that like ADP or some shit? Hmm? Isn't ADP the fuel of our bodies? j -thon. I don't fucking know. He ain't no scientist. He don't know shit. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking all I about? Know is, all I know is the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Oh my god, no oh, it's yeah. not. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> so oh my god, what are you it talking is. about? ATP, that. is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes, ATP is... No, ADP, the security company that has the... No, 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 no. ATP. ATP is... I know, I said ADP, but I was mistaken. No, a, it's no ADP. It's the security company no. that monitors your, your house. <laughs> Nobody was living before ADP existed. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, all, after you use ATP, it does become ADP. <laughs> Maybe that's what... Is that... Now, is that processed units of, of energy that we use? Or is that, like, after we've used the energy it's and just that's, a, like, it's just a, a It's a miniature Duracell battery. I don't understand your question. Because I know there's a point where we process something into something else, and then we use that something else. Glucose. We use in, glucose. In, a, <laughs> in glycogen. In anaerobic respiration, I think? But I don't know. I'm just inching. Aerobic respiration. Oh, that's, that's the, the thing that converts it? Okay. So that's the thing that converts it from one thing to another, then we use that second thing? Because we, sure. we do both. Our Welcome bodies back do both to Bodies Administrivia. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back to health class. Bioadministrator. None of us listen, even J Tom. I mean, I'm, I've got like a, a lot of general gists, but it's, I haven't learned this shit since high school. Tab so. A goes into slot B, babies are made. That's all you need to know, okay? <laughs> that is kind of all that's relevant to the modern day human, but. It really is. I know how to deal with sucking chest wounds, though. You, you pack it, don't you? And you, you, put you, have a little, you have a thing that you put over it, it seals around it. That's it, you're done. Yeah. Bam, boom. Well, no, I mean, you're not. You're, oh, you're done. I mean, no, you're you done. call the. You're done. You call 911. You don't know. <laughs> like, you, you no, need no, to get them to a hospital. You're done. Why don't you put the thing But that'll keep them alive until they get to the <laughs> no, hospital, no, no. usually. No, no, no. You just put it if over there. They can go for a run, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tonight I've learned that Payton also is not a doctor. <laughs> I've, never, I've never professed to be. <laughs> 
That's true. Unlike JTOS, I'm a doctor scientist. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm drinking vodka anyway. Okay. What? Vodka. What kind? What kind? What kind? What kind? What kind? What kind? What do you got? 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 Boulder vodka. Is that? Who is it? Boulder vodka. Boulder. No, nah, that's Boulder is like, in Boulder, Colorado, or Boulder is in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I was gonna say. Uh, brash and is, it, and is it brash or is it from Boulder? Boulder, yeah. Colorado. Okay. Okay. All right. Do they actually okay. distill it in Boulder? Yes. No, it's made in China, and they ship there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with the way so many things are labeled these days, probably. Designed but. in Colorado, made in China. <laughs> Yes. Designed in Colorado is how they get around that. And meanwhile, they have, like, one guy remotely employed who just happens to live in Colorado. And he's like, hey, why don't you try mixing this crap in? Yeah. Sure. Okay. You got it. Sounds good, bud. That's all you need legally. That's all you need. Okay. So. So. And what are you drinking? Yes. Yeah, so we'll be... Uh, oh, oh yeah, I'm I'm just drinking water tonight. Agua. I'm under the weather today with something. So. What weather are you under? Is it a cumulonimbus? Well, I think it's a combination. Oh, excuse me. It's a combination of my terrible sleep schedule, mm-hmm. just like general mm-hmm. insomnia and all that. Yeah. Sometimes it catches up with me. Those are the Plus worst. The seasonal change. So I've got like you have sad. I've, I've got sad. You have sad. Yeah, I do. You do. Plus the time change, like the combination of those. No, no. Fuck. Does this happen to you always? Because the time change Every doesn't time change. change doesn't bother me. The only thing that bothers me usually is just the air quality index going up or down is usually what affects me. Uh, yeah, but the time change yeah. has never bothered me once. Usually, like the time change is just like a an exacerbation. Now listen, like, we don't I, talk about what we do in yes. our bodies on this podcast, okay? No one's talking about Exa- masturbation. Exacerbation, okay? Peyton. Uh-huh, exacerbation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it means a, a worsening. <laughs> I know. How worse than masturbating I'm are you? <laughs> are you an exacerbator? I excessive. <laughs> Jathan, how often do you exacerbate? About six times a day. All the time. Yeah, that actually all, sounds about right, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a chronic exacerbator. Yeah, what of it? <laughs> all right. I don't so think you should on. be this judgy. I'm still pretty young. There's mm. no one here judging you except us. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. So, Peyton. Yes? Why don't you, speaking of judging, why don't you give us your tip? Okay, alright. So we got an and email. Oh, well, sorry, before we begin, I just noticed the uh-huh. humidifier just kicked on. Uh-huh. I'll try and remove what I can in post, but Worry it'll probably it. still be there a little bit. So if you're listening, you're like, what the heck is that? It's a humidifier. Because it's more Doesn't matter. So, it's autumn, but... Okay. All right. So for my tip, Hank emailed us, and he said, Security Now podcast, Steve Gibson yeah. of Spinrite fame, has a disc repair program, and I and I put repair in quotes, mm-hmm. that can't handle discs bigger than two terabytes. He'll update mm-hmm. it someday, but it will take a while since he codes everything in assembler. No surprise he's still using XP, probably just migrated from 95. Can we publicly reveal this? Yes, he's okay with his name. And yes, he wants to hear us yammer about it. So, yeah, assembler, dude. What? So, all right. So first off, can we the... talk about Spinrite? Spinrite, okay, Spinrite. Yes, Spinrite's a sham. Oh, oh, listen. He talks about. I can't stand. I had to stop listening because he kept talking about how Spinrite was so good and blah 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 blah, blah and mm-hmm. this and this. And then he's like, "I want XP." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> 
Yeah. So, so yeah. So, Spin Right is completely a sham. Tell us. Tell us why it's a sham. Okay. Brontosaurus. So, normally. Normally. When you have a bad disc. Not even normally. Like, this is just facts of life. Right? Put, it, put it in the freezer. So, yeah, first bad all, disc. Put it in the freezer, first of all. It helps sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. But, I mean, if you're going to try and rescue it, you want to try and get an image before anything. Sure, sure. And then sure, if, sure. That, if that fails, put it in the uh, freezer and see. But if you're starting to get... But that only helps with bad mechanics, like, like right, bad right. parts. It doesn't help with... An SSD. You know, an SSD or, like, bad sectors. And mm-hmm. that's what Spinrite claims to fix, is bad sectors. Right, right. So, if, once you start getting bad sectors on a disc, that just means the physical media is degrading. Like, full stop. Unless there's something wrong with the firmware, and that's maybe, like, one in every 1,000 cases of failed drives, if that, probably much lower. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, unless it's something like that, your physical media is probably degrading. And, you know, no questions asked. You need to replace that disc, because it will just get worse. What Spinrite does is it basically remaps the disk's geometry to skip over those bad sectors. But the problem is, like, that just buys you time. That just, you know... It's a... It's a. It doesn't really do anything. It's literally the temp- most temporary fix of temporary fixes. I.e. You want to hear the... the what? Go ahead. The best recovery for shit like that? Number one, DD Rescue. Yeah. Because it will try and grab everything it can from that disk. Obviously, if it's a, a bad mechanics, shove it in the freezer first. But you kind of only get one chance at this, so either way, you want to try and get. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also stop you know, using I'm, I'm... mechanical discs too. If you can, if you can. I mean, cost and context is still important. They are good for some things over SSDs. Jayton's talked about it a couple times before. Yeah, I know. They do excel for some. I just stopped still, listening to him but... talk. So <laughs> <laughs> no, he 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 was he, he did bring a valid point. They are still preferred in some cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so either way, you want to get an image of that disk. You don't want to try and recover directly on the disk itself. So first step would be to actually pull out DD Rescue, new DD Rescue, have your Linux Rescue System Rescue CD is, is my preferred one. I'll link to it in the show notes, although I'm pretty sure I have before. You have. That's my preferred, you know, Rescue ISO, mm-hmm. but whatever. Make sure you have some kind of rescue media that has GNU DD Rescue. There's two, two DD sorry, Rescues. I'm sorry, it's not one Gano, is DD. it's no. They pronounce it GNU, I know, actually. You're, you're, just, you're just fucking with me? Okay. So there's two DD rescues. There's GNU DD Rescue, the command DD R E S C U E. Oh my gosh, here we go. And then some other guy wrote a program called DD Rescue. That's DD underscore rescue. Mm-hmm. Don't use that there's one. Not. That's old. It's okay. Like, it works fine, but it does not. It's not ideal. And it, it's not maintained, I think. So don't uh, avoid that one if it has both. You want to use the GNU one. The one without the underscore. So that'll try its hardest to get a, a really good image from the failing disk. Now, once you have that image, then you can use something like test disk, photo rescue, or photo recovery, rather. Stuff like that. Scalpel, even if you if you really need to. And that'll, that'll actually let you recover stuff that you might have thought were just toasted. You know, just totally lost. Test disk, I would recommend starting there. Jathan said failing is sectors, a little bit easier. For the record. Yeah, what did I say? Failing. I don't know. I don't remember. Jathan said failing sectors. It wasn't as a correction. Time. It was just a caption to my photo. Wait, wait. Jathan, are you? Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't, wow. even, I didn't even see if. Wow. Oh. oh, I see. Wow. Posting. Can I put that yes, in the show notes? I insist that you do. Okay. Okay. I Snapchatted Peyton, too. Yeah, so. So test disk and photo rec, photo recovery. Oh my god. Fantastic. 
Test disk and photo rec slash photo recovery are going to be your best bets there if you don't like having a hard time. If you prefer doing things by hand, scalpel is what you're going to want to do there. But either way, that will let you actually pull files off the failed disk's image. And then you can, you know, copy them all to a new file, or a new disk, rather, and so on and so forth. Do not continue to use that disk. There's no way to repair a failing disk, no matter what the Spinrite author says. It's all, it's snake oil. You may think it works, but really it's it's a Band-Aid, but it's like one of those Band-Aids you find in a pool, and like you just kind of glued it over your wound. Like, that's all that is. Like, it's not even a good Which, Band-Aid. by the way, like, it's, it's, it's your, You're probably just making it worse. What? It's gross as fuck, by the way. Yeah, I know, but I was I tried to present a visceral image oh, yeah, as to like right. how it's actually probably it's worse visceral. than a temporal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a nice visceral image. Yeah, so you're probably making you're probably going to get infected if you <laughs> as a as an image here. Yeah, so don't so use spin right. It's, it's incredible, like you were saying. You know, you pull an image and you try to recover from the image. It's incredible what these programs can do. And I mean, like if the if the file's yeah. lost, file's lost. But I've seen recoveries pull some really just amazing recoveries that, you know, we thought for sure the disc was gone and, you know, they got everything mm-hmm. but like one file or whatever. And also, in case you guys weren't aware, if you wipe out a partition table on a disc, the data's still there. The yep. data's still there. Yeah. And test disc will very easily recreate and write a partition table. Seven like, zeros. in about five seven seconds. zeros across everything. A zero well, seven times. Well, if you're, we did talk, we yeah. had a whole episode on properly yep, wiping yep, discs, yep, yep. and wipe is my preferred solution there. But yeah, yeah. So let's uh, maybe don't rely on just well, deleting the partition. Also, field, so. you know, don't listen to a security expert, and I use that term very loosely, who's still using XP in 2021. <laughs> you know, That's Windows so Seven, Windows ridiculous. Ten, Windows Eleven, whatever aside, XP. And they're a big podcast. They are. That's they the really most interesting thing. They have a lot of listeners. I, well, yeah, I mean, I used to listen to them, and I was like, man, these guys are hot shit. And then I was like, wait a minute. Did he say he's using XP? And he just moved everything to XP? Yeah. Whoa. Like, that was yeah. that was my wake-up call that, like, maybe this guy isn't as hot shit as he thinks he is. And then I mean, the whole spin right thing. If he's, like, both professionally and personally mostly, like, a Unix guy, like, he uses BSDs or some shit, like, I don't think that's the case. I understand. You rarely need your Windows machine. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like the case, which is horrifying to think about. But I hope nobody takes that guy serious. I think a lot of people do, actually, which is unfortunate. That's, that's, nah, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Wow. Yeah, so, anyway. Okay. Sorry, did you have any, any... Any no, I just read the I just read the tip? thing there, and so I mean, our goal here is to make sure that you guys know, gals, even too, if any listen to us, that mm-hmm. you know maybe don't listen to people who are using XP stuff, and then that know how to. <laughs> I can't believe this is the second time in a row we have to well, reiterate that. Y- you know, or I iterate just, that. I mean, he's using assembler too, which I think is also kind of a big deal. Like, why would you use assembler and not like you know? Okay, one Python quick question. Or, or Go, or Rust, or, you know, what? Yes? Yes. Did you verify that this is all true before making it the tip? Yes. Yes, we did. We verified it 100%. I mean, I don't know if this is the guy that's on the podcast, and I don't know if it's the name of the guy that wrote Spinrite. I just know Spinrite itself yeah, is trash. Him. Okay. He's probably got a Wikipedia article. We probably check. You want to you yeah, be a fact checker, Jay Thon? For all the right two remaining episodes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, if it is him, 
it makes a lot more sense to me. But yeah, he's an American software engineer. Mm-hmm. Not even a security professional. He's an American software engineer, security researcher, and IT security proponent. Mm-hmm. He worked on light pen technology in the early '80s for Apple and Atari systems. Hmm. He must be a real old dude. Sixty-six. No, that's not that old. I mean, it's it's probably old for our industry, and I'm you know I hesitate to to see where that'll get me when I'm that old, but. Maybe I can write sham software in and, 2001, and make a shit ton of money Gibson off Gibson predicted that Microsoft's implementation of the SOC RAW protocol and the initial release of Windows XP would lead to widespread chaos by making it easier for Windows XP users to create denial-of-service attacks. In that year, his company's website was brought down by a DOS. <laughs> the attacks continued for two weeks. Gibson <laughs> blogged about the attacks and his ultimately successful efforts to track down the hacker. Three years after the Windows XP release, Microsoft limited RAW socket support and service pack 2. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Did you know Linux has raw socket support? I'm not surprised. Yes. Let's see now. I'm looking at Spinrite right now. It was mm-hmm. first released in 1987. Mm-hmm. The current version, version 6, was released in 2004. <laughs> okay, explains a lot. And it is, written, it is written in x86 assembly language. So it won't even, <laughs> won't even take advantage of x86-64. <laughs> is it, in fact... The same guy that wrote it? Yeah, yeah. Steve Gibson. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. So this is this is a public name and shame here. Which we don't mind doing. More so to spin right. Spin right's just snake yeah. oil. Don't, yeah. don't waste your company's budget on it. Learn how to do proper data recovery. And... I mean, okay, first of all... If it's the guy, something important... The guy is smart, okay? I mean, he, he is smart. He no, just, he's, I'm sure he he's smart, has a problem but... with using Windows XP. What? <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway. also, like, he... I, I can't help but think. Okay, so here's my here's my dilemma here. All right. Okay. He's smart enough to write in assembly, mm-hmm. and furthermore, remap sectors in assembly. Right. Okay. So I can't claim ignorance. Sure. That only leaves me with maliciousness with how he how he claims Spinrite is a magic well, bullet. Well, his work on Spinrite, according to Wikipedia, has led to him being considered an expert on hard drive failure. Hmm. I disagree. <laughs> well, or or like, so here's the thing, right? Like, either he knows nothing about how this stuff actually works, which I doubt, because he wrote the thing in fucking assembly, mm-hmm. right? Right, like, right, right? He's got to know how it works. Right, right, right. So the alternative is he's, he's selling a shant. Like, he's intentionally engaging in dishonest business. In 2006, Gibson raised the possibility that the Windows Metafile vulnerability bug was actually a backdoor intentionally engineered into the system. A response by Microsoft mm. and by Mark Rusinovich on Microsoft's TechNet blog stated that the bug appeared to be coding error and that Gibson's reasoning was based upon Microsoft's abort procedure documentation being misleading. That seems to be... Was he right? I, or... it, it, it doesn't say... That's that's it. That's no. the whole thing. Because, I mean, that could be either Microsoft covering their asses and it it's, actually is a backdoor. Yeah. I mean, or it's just bad coding. Yeah. And the guy really did misunderstand sure. it. But I will, I will link you this okay. Wikipedia page there, so you can. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, guys, we're twenty six minutes in. Let's talk about the actual topic, minutes. right? So, I can't recall how much detail I actually went into what it takes to join a Linux box to the domain. I can tell you what you used to have to do. Tell us. Tell us. You used to have to do bullshit like set Pam up for LDAP wait a minute, communication. Wait a minute, wait a I think I, I think I did this back in. Or Kerberos. In 03. You might have. It was a process. It, it was, was a process. A, it was yeah. a detailed yeah, process. Yeah, to set. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Had to set Pam up for LDAP off. If you wanted proper 
you know, authentication, like Jathan said, you had to do Kerberos authentication. Again, this is all by hand. Now, granted, it's, it's not right. you, terrible. You had, to, you had to etch now, the or, or even back then. But a, there chisel. were, yeah, and then you had to modify your NSS <laughs> yeah, right. switch, or NS switch. <laughs> there were about 15 steps, at least, just to get it to auth against the domain, let alone, you know, actually yeah. doing things do like thing. group mapping and, and things like that. Right. A lot of steps. A lot of steps. Yeah, I was going to say, that so doesn't now, include uh, user and group mapping. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just so you can get a user to off. That's, you know, that's, that's just so you can get the, the server to check the domain for the user. Right. So then SSD came along, I don't know, maybe six years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. That's been awesome. That simplifies so much because an SSD has its own PAM hook. It'll modify the NSS switch entries for you. All sorts of really nice stuff. And that has some interesting things. So with SSD, the project has a... I think it's managed by the SSD project. They have a command called... SSSD. SSSD, yeah. Was I saying SSD? Yeah. Sorry, it's it's three S's. So if I if I say SSD again, it's a mistake. Because it's hard right, to keep track We get that. I'm just, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to clarify. Yes. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's three SSSD. S's. SSSD, yeah. Probably won't be the last time I make that mistake. In this it's fine. Calculator. Right. I haven't even been drinking, though. What? That's the, what? The what? There's a delay. <laughs> so, yeah, so with SSSD, I believe the project also maintains Realm D. And Realm D yes. is a daemon that handles Active Directory authentication. Yeah, I mean, you could also use it for like LDAP authentication and stuff. It's not strictly necessary, at least for LDAP. Like, you can just write your SSD comps and be on your way. Mm-hmm. But with Realm D comes a user space, like a, a tool called Realm. And Realm very easily lets you join a domain. Typically, it's just Realm, dash, dash, username, and then your username, right. and then the domain, and boom, you're on Active Directory. Now, I mean, you do have to enable SSD and Realm D and then reboot. There are, but... yeah, and there are other steps to take to make sure that you can authenticate offline as well too but they're minor no actually S- realm handles all of that it's oh that's up, right that's right i'm sorry it's yeah, that's up right. caching yeah so right, right, I mean, right. you do have to log into the box first so it caches right, right, your right. credentials that's correct I and mean, i think it's only good for 30 days by default but the default setting does cache yeah i mean it, as so. long as you log in every so often you're you're good yeah you're in good shape yeah, exactly yeah right so that is an option so realm handles all of that mm-hmm. the alternative i believe is maintained by Samba is the net right. command. That also does incorporate with SSSD and Realm D. The difference is like once you're connected, you can do a Realm list right. and it'll list what domains that Linux box is a member of. Yeah. So you can set up like SSD by hand. And this SSSD. is really great for like config SSSD. Thank you. This is really great for like config management, right? Like just write the configs, boom, go. And they're not super complicated either i mean they're, no, they're fairly they're, they're fairly simple be, to write i, I mean it's, if, it's I, can half it, a day to, if yeah, I can write it if i can write it it's like half a day to a day of reading the documentation i would still recommend doing like a realm command yeah you know first just so you can see what it looks like but yeah so that's that's nice the net command is exactly what it is on windows it lets it tries to be like a, a one-to-one clone now obviously it's not 100 percent one-to-one but it, it should feel comfortable enough so that Windows users or Windows admins coming to Linux should be familiar with it, right? Now we will welcome with you the gladly, net command, Windows admins. 
Right. Come to right. the light side. Now, with the net command, this is what you're going to want to use if you want to use config management with joining a domain. Right? Mm-hmm. You can basically do a net ads join, and then dash dash Kerberos, because you want to specify that you mm-hmm. want to do Kerberos. And then you can essentially log in that way. You know, it'll prompt you for a username and a password. And then you can use that, and that'll set up Kerberos and everything for you. It'll set up the missing pieces, so you may have your config files in place, but that'll handle everything else. It'll handle your machine registration into the domain and all that. Basically, everything the realm command does, it's just a little bit more lower level. Right. So, like, the realm, it'll set up the SSSD comps. I remember it that time. It'll set up the SSSD configurations and everything for you. Net will not. It assumes that's all set up already. All it does is just join a computer to a domain. Before that, it is assumed that you have your Etsy KRB5.conf configured for the domain. So before you run net ADS domain, I know net ADS join, I know I'm doing this backwards, mm-hmm. you need to do a K in it and then your username. Right. And that'll that'll essentially try and get a Kerberos ticket yeah, for your user. For the that tickets machine. are important to be able to do the thing. Right. Right. And then that'll also set up your Kerberos key tab file. How long does the Kerberos ticket last? Is it 30 minutes or... It depends on the domain, but so you, I think so it also you can't depends change on context. I don't think you can change it. You can't change it client side. Right, right, right. But I would imagine, I'm not familiar enough with Active Directory to know if you can change that on the domain controller or not. I'd imagine you can. I have no uh, idea where it would be. Yeah. They were talking about removing our SSH keys and, and having us use Kerberos tickets to log into servers, which I was like, why? <laughs> well, I mean, it works, but. Yeah, I, uh. So I said, like, I think I'm fine with that. The problem is just configuring a client is such a pain in the ass. Right, exactly. It's less so that's a terrible idea, but more so why would they do it that way? Because it, it's I don't know, so man. much more work. I don't know, man. You know, it's, it's, now, it is, you do have the benefit of, like, a much tighter integration into your ID management system. Right, this right. Active directory. Right. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you can't just create an SSH key with no password and log in a servers willy-nilly, sure, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. proper yeah. proper SSH key generation should prevent that step anyway. Yeah, I mean, you ideally, you should probably set, like, if you want to control what keys a user can add, you should probably set their authorized keys files to read-only, which you can totally do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just, I don't know. I agree. I, I agree. I'm just setting saying. Setting up Kerberos for that just seems like well, an unnecessary we, complication. We already have it all set up. It's just... You know, mm. Stip was made a while back. Was, yeah, I've yeah. talked about this before. It was a while back, but still. Yeah, yeah. You know, the idea that, you know, take away our SSH keys, which is a perfectly valid method, valid method, and is secure right. to an extent, and replacing it with a convoluted system. I mean, yeah, we already have issues with people not knowing how to SSH into servers. So now you know? I, I will say, <laughs> I will say that that does have some valid cases in the case of like single sign on. Sure, that would sure, be immensely sure, useful in that sure. case. I'm and guessing that's not how you guys are using it, though. I don't. Well, it may be at some point. I don't think it is right okay, now. Okay, I see. So it, it, it's possible groundwork for that. I mean, it could be. Sure, if we're going to do SSO, okay. you, you sure. don't even know. Okay, sure, but they they don't tell me these things. So you know. Yeah. So I mean, it it is useful for a single sign on shit, but that's probably the only reason you would want to put yourself through that torture. So <laughs> yeah, and, and it is torturous. It, it is torturous. If you've ever had to generate a, a K and a ticket, it's just it's just the ah why. It's a mess. Yeah. Give me access. Okay, so <laughs> carry on, carry on. Give me access. You sound like a developer. <laughs> well, I, I I mean I have roots, so I'm fine. Give me admin. Give me a 
I mean, I have it already. I'm just saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So now the tricky part is when you start implementing alternative services and like you don't just want auth, right? Namely, Samba. If you're setting up a Samba share box with Linux, because of a bug in newer versions of Winbind, and it's mostly been fixed, but it's you do need to do a little bit of, of work around here. If you want to share sh- sh- share shares, share wow, shares on a Linux Samba <laughs> box, but also have users be able to authenticate to that box, like to sh- via SSH through Active Directory, uh-huh. you need to specify your membership software. So in SS in, in the Realm command, I don't. There's probably a way to do it directly with the K in it and then net, but I've only done that after having set up the configs. So with the realm command, it's realm join user, user, username, and then you need to specify client software, SSSD, and that's that's go. the management software. And then membership software equals Samba, and that specifies that it, it has Samba will be playing a role into this. And then the domain, right? And I'll put all this in the show notes, of course. Of course. And then you can... The realm command will set up your SSD, SSSD huh? config file for you, <laughs> but you probably will want to make some changes anyways. And I'll post an ideal SSSD conf, but namely things like using the fully qualified names would want to disable that. And the something that always bugs me about realm is the homedir, the fallback homedir. If a user in Active Directory doesn't have a Unix homedir, I think the attribute is. SSSD will have a fallback to that, right? And that default is slash home slash user at domain, which is dumb. That's just ugly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might want to just change that to slash home slash percent u, which is just the username. And that should be it as far as the SSD modifications. And then, you know, reboot or whatever, and, and you're good to go. I'll also post the Samba snippet you need. It, this is actually based on like a Red Hat knowledge base article that I found this on originally. So you do need a, a very particular Samba config for the global settings. And then, of course, it's always a good idea to specify valid users. And I will make a note of how to specify domain users in groups in the Samba config because it is different than the default. Right. And then also make sure you, you enable odd job and odd job make homedir because then that'll automatically create the home directories for you on successful authentication of a user. So otherwise they won't have a homedir. <laughs> And that's that's not good. Yeah, so that's the extent of it. But with Samba, you know, and again, you can still use the net the K in it and the net join procedure for Samba member domain or uh, domain member as well. You know, obviously, you just set up the SSSD conf and the Samba conf ahead of time, mm-hmm. and ideally, also enable Odd Job with MakeHomeDir enabled. And Odd Job, huh? And then you can run the net join command as well. Or the K and N that mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, odd job. I hadn't really heard about it until I started messing around with the Windows domain stuff, the Realm stuff. Because before, I think there is an option in SSD itself that will automatically create homeders if they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Can't recall off the top of my head, and it but it might be just for LDAP. I don't know if it, if it's not enabled for Active Directory or something. But some SSSD should be able to handle that itself, but. You know, odd job and make homebear is specifically geared for that purpose. So why not? You know. Yeah, why not? Right, exactly. Jathan. Right, Jathan. Yeah, are you still alive, Jathan? 
Jathan? Yeah, I'm still good. I just, I promised I'd mute myself so the echo wasn't yes. so bad, so I'm just sitting here. You've been so quiet. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> mm. And I think there's a delay. What? Probably. Probably. So that's really all I wanted to, to mention about that. It's probably going to be a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just make sure that you keep in mind that the normal process of joining a machine to a domain versus when you're joining a Samba sharing machine to a domain will differ. Mm-hmm. And there's probably other, like if you're trying to join a Kerberos server to a domain, I'm sure that's convoluted as shit as well. So I just don't have any experience with that, so I can't speak on it. Right. So Jathan. Jathan. Hey Jathan. Hey Jathan. Hey hey, Jathan. Hey Jathan. If I have, I have twin machines. Huh? And an Active Directory domain. How many? Twenty. And five of them drop out. How many machines are in that domain? Why did they drop out? Well, it doesn't matter. Why didn't they drop out? No, I mean, it could be important. <laughs> Why? How would it be important? There's definitely a delay, by the way. How, how, how would that be important? Why would that be important? I don't know, man. I don't make the rules. It's just if things are dropping out, it doesn't seem good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Regardless of how they dropped uh, out, Lathan, how many, you can't how say many I'm machines wrong are here. left? How many what? machines are left in that domain? Well, I guess you want me to say 15, but I'm not sure. We've been yes, talking here for a little bit, what and I'm not sure if more have dropped out now, because it seems like there's a systemic problem. <laughs> You're a systemic currently. problem. I'd advise that the currently. Active Directory Administrator take a good, hard look at things. <laughs> oh, yeah? Pro- probably. Uh, that might be a good idea. Gosh, oh, yeah? It's fucking worse with the delay, too. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, what? she's just like playing, playing and like they're actually... Yeah, no delay. that's what I'm saying. So how would we know if they dropped out if there's this horrible delay? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, Jayla, why don't you... It's invalidating the entire segment of the I show. Before I go insane. Okay. Before I go insane. Ted Stevens, you bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, so my 15 clams. 15 Well, clams. what I really wanted to talk about tonight was... One... There's maybe two things here, but first is, at some point I had talked about getting T-Mobile internet for my house, and Mm. I've now, you know, I'm actually living in my house full-time. I will not only have T-Mobile internet, I will also be getting, you know, some hard-wired internet, whatever's available up here, that's getting installed in one week from today. But the T-Mobile, ultimately, if you live somewhere with good 5G coverage, is actually a pretty good option. Now, I will say... This is the first time that I've hit my 50 gigs a month. They don't have a Mm -hmm. bandwidth cap or a limit, but at 50 gigs is when they can start to throttle you. And I do think that that's happening, which may be contributing to our delay problem. So, Jathan, is this not also the first month you've been using this connection? It's the first month that I've been using it exclusively. Like, it's the first... Because we we were up here on weekends and a night here and there, but Mm -hmm. now we're actually here 24-7, so I can tell you a little bit. I have a better picture of what it looks like. And that's what I would say. is If you are just looking for a 5G sort of option for your more remote property or something like that, I think it's decent. And even... Even when you hit the uh, the throttle, which I assume is where I'm at now. I mean, I know I've used 50 gigs because I can see. 
you know, yes, I'm experiencing a little bit of latency now, but I'm also in a weird spot in my house relative to the router, so I'm not sure if I'm well, wired I would, right I now. I'll tell you what they do better in, in that or, instance, or Jathan. I'll tell you what they do in that instance, Jathan, is, is they'll throttle you if you're in an area where they need that capacity. Otherwise, you'll be fine. I mean, maybe. Yeah, and at a guess, yeah, I'm not in one of those areas because... Mm-hmm. You probably aren't. I mean, I if live in the middle live, of nowhere. Right, exactly. Generally speaking, like where I live, if I use my 50 gigs, they won't limit me either because I'm not in Philadelphia. But if I went down to Philadelphia and tried to use 50 gigs, they'd be like, ah, stop. You can't do that. Mm. You're done. Freeze. Mm-hmm. So it, it just depends. Yeah. yeah. Does that yeah. Does that quota so, roll over at the beginning of each month? Honestly, well, my bill, their billing cycle is just from whenever you signed up. So mine's like, you know, the middle of the month or some weird time. But yes, okay. I mean... That's, that's when my billing cycle like resets, so does my 50 gigs. What do you mean? Right, right, right. Well, I ask because if it resets at the beginning of the month and it's only been a week into November, it's a bit unfortunate. Oh. Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah. yeah. It, it is interesting, though, because, <laughs> you know, looking back at my Xfinity usage graphs from the last, like, six months or a year, between mm-hmm. the two of us, we average somewhere around 500 gigs of bandwidth a month. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to tell you how much I... (laughs) So even so, 50 gigs would last us, what, like three days, probably? Gosh, this is so fucking painful. It's like talking to someone on the ISS, for fuck's sake. (laughs) It is painful. Maybe I am on the ISS, bitch. You are not. (laughs) Jathan is... They needed a scientist to consult. (laughs) No, they they have plenty of real scientists up there. They don't need a pretend. They don't need a pretend doctor scientist. Yep, absolutely. I could work for NASA if I wanted to. You you could not. I don't. I don't think you could. Why are you, Jayvon? Okay. Yeah. Why aren't you? Well, anyway, the other thing I wanted to touch on. (laughs) Why? What? Because I don't want to work for the goddamn government. You don't. You don't want to work for the government. (laughs) And the moon landing was fake. Let me tell you. Oh my gosh, here we go. Oh boy. All right. <sighs> Sorry, what, what were you saying? Now, anyway, I'm going to get back to my clams, so you just stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, what? No, no, don't. <laughs> do, do not. <laughs> the delay is bad enough as this. We need a, a fake delay adding into it. What? I'm sorry, what? What did you say? No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Shit. This is great. This is, this is what a way to go out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now nobody say anything for like twenty seconds, so I can okay, talk. Well, twenty seconds, starting now. Well, that's what. Are you going to use your phone for this shit? <laughs> He has to. He has to. The point. He absolutely insists that he does. He insists. He's got to. Oh my god! I don't know if it's been twenty seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Sorry, Tatum. Go ahead. Take it away. Wherever you are. Okay, well, I'm I'm crying a little now, so I'll try to just reel it in here. I don't really remember what else I was going to say, so I think we could just end it there. Okay. All right. You didn't have the, the 15 clams? 
Well, I mean, I was going to talk about the T-Mobile thing, and I said what I had to say. Yeah. Apparently, it's evident how <laughs> good or bad it is. So. <laughs> it's pretty evident. That's nothing to, to report anymore. Not edit out the delay. She no, I, I insist that she does not edit. edit okay, yeah, edit. Keep the delay in. <laughs> Please keep the delay in. It just makes it. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Oh Jesus! This has been like a trivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. <laughs> I think that's a delay. <laughs> <laughs> she thought she said a close I'm delay. <laughs> I'm delay. I'm delay. <laughs> See you around. <laughs> delay. <laughs>
Even in the wee hours of the morning, when everything is still. <laughs> 